Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 99%. My name is Jesse Vondercheck. I'm head coach at Top Step Training, and I'm here with Marilyn. Hey, Jesse. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Good to be here. Marilyn Chicota. you can find everything with me at mcc.coach. Happy New Year. How are you this year, Marilyn? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Not a whole lot different than I was a month ago. Well, no, a lot different than I was a month ago. <laughs> it's we uh four weeks. I'm right around four weeks post crash. So I went into yeah, that we talked about it. It was like the crash was December 2nd. Um, when I went into the the whole ordeal of the hospital and all that was December 8th, and it's January 5th today that we're recording this. And so a month passed and yeah, feel 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 a lot better and feel um I'm I'm recovering and healing way faster than I could possibly ask. So pretty happy about that. It says a lot for having a really like lifelong, consistent lifestyle of health and fitness. And um, you know, like how strong, how how quickly you can heal and how you can even when you have like massive things happen, that the recovery is just so much different and so much better. So I'm I'm really thankful for that. Awesome. Well, that is, uh, that's good to hear that you're, you're on the right track and yeah, getting, getting some fitness back, moving around a little bit. Um, How about you? What's going on with you? Happy new year. What was, tell us about new year's in Switzerland. Um, well, we actually hosted a new year's party, which is, uh, pretty, pretty unlike us. We did a, we did a balloon drop at 8 PM and (laughs) We told all the kids it was midnight and they believed us. So that was nice. And um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, I think I was in bed by nine. It was, uh, it, it was quite a, quite a fun New Year's. Nice. Um, I did manage to have a little later than you. At least I watched the New York ball drop and I got ice cream okay. with my friends. So that was, that was fun. I actually played a couple games of pool earlier in the, in the evening couple games of pool, got some ice cream, watched the New York ball drop. And then I was, we were in bed. So it was, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, I did make uh, a little whiskey drink for everyone and taught everyone how to play catchphrase, which if you've ever played catchphrase with my family, you've seen items get thrown, uh, swearing, yelling, you know, it gets fairly aggressive. So the whiskey helped tone everybody down for, uh, for the, uh, the violence I was about to ensue in a, in a game of catchphrase, uh, okay. which is <laughs> which is fun, especially when you're playing with people who are not native English speakers and they're trying to describe a word they don't really know well in English. It adds another little little twist in there. It's, they're like, I don't even night. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> yes, that, that was about it. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, it did uh, did some skiing and yeah, some other kind of winter activities, but now it's time to kind of get back on the bike. And I'm actually doing a park run 5k race tomorrow to kind of see, see where I'm at and, and yeah, kind of get, get rolling because the season is just around the corner. Right. Off season's over. I always feel like <laughs> sort of like November, December through the, through those, that period of time, like leading into Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, and through the holiday season, I'm pretty, as a coach, like, hey, everybody, just invest family, friends, parties, all the things that you want to do, and just really, you know, obviously keep ticking it over, and we do our little December run challenge, and people have different things that they do through those months, but really, like, 
basically chill out through that period of time because it's energy that's going to get invested later in the year. And it is like once January, I feel like for most people, like once we get past New Year's, that this whole first week after New Year's, everybody is just like, like almost more exhausted because they're a little less fit and they've been like eating a bunch of stuff they're not used to and all these social activities and out of their routine and like, so, and then work's piling up on them because they've been away from work and they're like, ah, so I always um, say to people like, okay, really just like chill out through the whole holiday season, invest in other parts of your life, but just stay in touch with your athletics. And then once we get over New Year's and this whole first week, expect that it's going to feel pretty like like Bambi on ice almost, right? Like getting <laughs> getting caught up on work, getting back into your routine, trying to get your your feet back under you from like, if you've been, you know, all the, all the holiday things. And plus you just kind of feel like crap from all of that for most athletes. And so then it's like, okay, give yourself this week, just to establish getting your feet back under you, get on solid ground again. And then it's really like the second and third week in January that we, everything starts to feel more normal and take shape and, and start to look at the next year. Right. And, and remember, like, you don't need to like tick over January 1st and start to panic about the whole year. It's still a really, really long year. So it's like this whole first week, it's get your feet under you, get on some solid footing, get caught up on work, start to establish those like routines and boundaries and all of those things again. And then like second, like that second, third and fourth week in January, it's like, okay, now we need to start to lock it in. And, and one thing I said to my team was like, um, you know, as coaches, we evaluate like how the year went and people are individually, those are individual conversations with each athlete. We talked a little bit about that in another podcast where we're, you know, you're evaluating the year, but also looking forward and setting a new theme for the year. And as coaches, we look back on the year, like what's a couple areas in terms of like coaching conversations that could be better. And I, I started the year out with my group talking about, you know, what does tough mean? You know, what does tough mean to each person? Because that can mean something different to every single athlete and it can have an overriding theme as well. And I think, you know, one of the things I noticed is with with a, a lot of people is that, you know, that element of what does tough mean to them needs to be re regrounded. And it needs to be an overriding theme grounded into them for the next year. And that can mean a lot of different things to people. It could mean like, hey, I've got to I've got to embrace doing things that are really hard for me again and really push that part of my brain and part of my emotional boundaries and a part of my athletic ability, because things that are hard to do really they help us grow and we don't need to shy away from them, back away from them. And it might. So that's a big conversation. But that is, you know, as we hit this part of the year and and one of the we're going to talk about this pot on this podcast like the goal setting and and looking forward as a coach i came in at the this front week and said get your feet under you and let's start talking about like what does tough mean to you because we really really need to lock in on that for this next year and made some forward progress on pushing those boundaries a little bit harder this year yeah i like what you said about starting out the year with establishing routines and kind of like there's all of those people like the January Joners that go to the gym for the first time and they stay there for two hours on the first day and they just like hit the home runs on January 2nd and then they just fizzle fakes. It's like too much all at once, too fast, too soon. And, and I think, yeah, having that other approach where you're kind of going to crescendo into the, into the year and into the season 
So yeah, t- taking this first couple weeks and and establishing that routine, getting the habit in, and it doesn't have to be. You shouldn't actually be hitting your best workouts of the year now, right? You're just kind of going through the motion, and um, and yeah, just just getting used to that again, and then kind of worry about the metrics on how the workouts are going as you kind of reestablished yourself in the routine and the habit. Um, but yeah, the holidays is tough, man. It's it's like the pools are closed. It, it's it's just hard. It's hard to get that consistency that you want to have through December. So it is just nice to kind of take that pressure off. And I feel like the 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 text I send most in December is basically like copy and paste. That's fine. Just do something. Like something something is fine. Whatever you can do. If you if it's easier for you to go for a cross country ski, to go for a snowshoe, whatever. Like just make your heart beat a little bit and keep you know keep doing something a little bit so that when you get back to kind of training seriously or specifically again you're not so far gone from anything athletic that it's going to be like a risk of injury but but yeah you've kind of kept moving in the capacity that makes sense given all the commitments and everything else that happens that's out of the ordinary in that time frame yeah and you know when that Um, momentum is lost through this period of time it's what i try and reassure people is normal to feel like You'll hear the things like, I don't feel that motivated right now, even though I've had a lot of rest or I feel really tired. And I just say like, yeah, that's normal. Like it's kind of switch that stuff out of your brain and know that once you get your momentum back, it's like that habit and that routine and moment, it's kind of like momentum lost. And it's like that snowball just sort of fizzle fades away. Right. But as you like, don't worry about the whole house being built tomorrow, just start to get some momentum and just start again. And then as you get that momentum going, your motivation will pick up because you'll start to feel better. And, you know, you just got to start and, and just, you know, all those things in your mind that you're thinking, all these things like, Oh, I, you know, I don't, it's dark, it's cold. I don't feel that motivated. I don't feel that good. The sessions hurt. It's like, yeah. Okay. I got it. But just, just, just start doing your workouts again, start getting your routine back and expect that it's going to feel pretty uncomfortable for a while. You're not as going to feel as fit as you did at the end of the season. You're not supposed to, that's okay. And yeah, the sessions are going to hurt a little bit more right now and that's okay. All your paces, your Watts, all that stuff's going to be less right now. That's okay. Your motivation might be tanked a bit. That's okay. Just start. And all that stuff will start coming back. Right. And that's, that's the whole point of it. And is that, yeah, that, that is, um, you know, it's important to have that little bit of like loss of fitness and focus towards other things through the end of the year and, and what people call the off season, but mentally and emotionally can be challenging to get that ball rolling again. And I think people give their brain a little bit more power than what it needs when those thoughts and those feelings come up, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just a thought and a feeling at the moment, just get the work done and and all that will, will, will follow in suit. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that reminds me of my least favorite conversation we have uh, in our house when, when I'm getting ready to train and it's cold and I'm tired and I don't feel like doing it, which happens a lot in January. And I say, I'm just not motivated for this session today. And Amy, you look at me and be like, you don't have to be motivated to do it. So just do it. And okay. it yeah. infuriates me, but then I just go do it and it's fine. But every time I'm like, Oh, <laughs> she's right. I, I, I'm back her on that one. And just, yeah, you don't, it's like too much mind. Just like, just go do it. <laughs> Period. You'll feel better. Yeah. 
backwards. <laughs> I mean, I steal it and I say it to other people, but I don't like it when she says it to me. It's different. <laughs> right. Taste your own medicine. You're like, ah. <laughs> um, actually, I listened to a really interesting podcast um, this this last few days. And one of the things that the person was talking about was the anterior mid, I can't even say this, mid cingulate cortex i totally butchered that but basically how adding more work that you don't want to do that part of your brain gets pushed and if you don't keep doing that and keep feeding it it will go backwards and that you have there's all this like data and science research out there right now on that whole topic and of course i butchered the what it is but you can look it up maybe just put um, a few keywords in but in order to grow, you have to keep pushing, doing things that you don't want to do. Not the things that are hard that you like to do, but the things you literally don't want to do. And that's the only way that we continue to grow. And and those people live um, a healthier, longer life and continue to grow and in, in, uh, not only athletically, but in all areas of their life and, and even in health in health circumstances. So that was a really interesting podcast to listen to. And I think it falls in line really well with as you start to set your goals and and what what goal setting means and and what that looks like as we look forward to the year. So I I, I liked that part of the conversation of the podcast I was listening to. Um, I don't know if you follow me on the social medias and if you watch my stories, but uh, Dr. Cole and I started the year with a cold plunge in the river outside of our house for just that reason. Um, and yeah, you don't like to be cold. I, You're like, I don't like I, this. <laughs> this is not what I, I do not like to be cold. Like uh, you could argue that moving to Switzerland was a questionable choice because of that. But um, I do not like to be cold. And honestly, neither does she. But we decided that, you know, that was something that since we don't like to do it, that that would be an easy thing to incorporate in our lives. And so we went out to the river on New Year's Day when it was 40 degrees out and the water was 40 degrees, but also moving pretty fast. And we we jumped in the river and we're going to kind of keep including that and try and stay in the river for longer and longer and keep on doing something that we don't want to do to hopefully not allow our brains to shrink as much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very cool. Let's start. Let's start talking about this goal setting stuff. Um, you know, this is the time of year that we start saying to our athletes, OK, once you've got that momentum going again and you've got your feet under you and you feel like you're looking forward to the year and, you know, people are really, you know, there there's some logistical things that are necessary, like entering races, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, you just yeah, it has to be done so that they don't feel fill up. You've also got to book time off work. So from a logistical side of things, you really need to start, you know, this is a time of year you start looking at that. And even though it might feel overwhelming to plan six months from now, or even eight or 12 months from now, logistically booking time off work with families, entering races, it's necessary. And that starts to, you know, add, you start to have to ask yourself questions like, okay, what do I want to do this year? What are my goals this year? And we'll even, um, we, we want to talk a little bit about is that is goal, what does goal setting really look like? Is that something that we still do? Is it necessary? Is it positive? Um, you know, process goals, out, outcome goals. These are all big part of conversations. What's positive, what's negative, what's necessary, what's not around that. And so it's a changing and evolving subject within coaching communities as well. And there's, you know, there's definitely um, older strategies out there, uh, the, the smart technique. And it's, you know, is that still applicable today or is it evolved in a different way? What parts of it are applicable 
um, and which ones are like possibly evolved in a different direction that we can do better and in a different way. So I think, you know, let's talk about that. I mean, we also want to, we can share maybe like what, what our process is even with that as an individual athlete. I mean, you're, you, you race at a high level still, Jesse, you're a professional athlete. You have been a really long time. There's a lot of, you know, you're, you're probably how you look at racing is evolving and changing as you're a dad and, and, you know, your coaching career and all of those things. So as you look forward into, you know, 2024, how does, how does, I mean, does it, do you pick events and that takes shape or, or is it, you know, the other way around where, Hey, this is, this is what I want to get out of myself. And at this point in my career. And so that's going to direct the events. So let's talk about that a bit. Yeah, I think that's, uh, so I think it's a really interesting topic and I think it is interesting that you know, the, the process is definitely kind of changing over time. And I think it's also, it should be different with each athlete with, you know, maybe some athletes, um, can handle certain types of goals and some can't and like, you know, outcome goals can be really stressful for some athletes. And, you know, you mentioned smart goals, it's kind of like what we all kind of grew up with. Right. And, and having those types of really specific goals can be really motivating and really good for others and be too much pressure for some. So, yeah, I think, I think you definitely kind of have to take a balance of approaches based on what an athlete's going to respond to best and, and then, you know, come up with a way to make it, a motivating process, hopefully not a super stressful process that could help help them achieve their goals um, and actually have it be something that that you can evaluate at the end of the year and say, okay, did did you accomplish the goals? So so you know there has to be a little bit of something that still stays measurable, even if you kind of drift away from being as specific as maybe we're used to being. Um, but yeah, for for me personally, the the way I approach racing has definitely changed over the years. And I think um, it's, you know, the, the emotional investment in, in each race is, has definitely changed as I've, as I've kind of progressed through my career and, and, and even kind of the races that I pick and why I pick them and the, the whole thought process behind that. And I ended this year with, you know, a, a kind of flat, fast race in Belgium, which it was a fun race. It was a cool course, but it was like maybe not super inspiring from the outset, but it was like, Hey, I have an outcome of like wanting to go pretty fast for me on this race course. And so that was kind of my, my motivation was to kind of be fast in my forties at this race. And that goal kind of has, has progressed over to what I want to do this season, which, which is to kind of try and be fast at a full Ironman again. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Challenge Ross for that kind of fast course. But in the process of that, um, you know, I read, I was able to get into the extreme try Swiss man. And then kind of looking at that course and thinking about that race has actually got me really excited. It's, um, you know, it is kind of a scary, big challenge that, that maybe excites me more than going fast does. So that it's kind of shifted my goals and how I'm approaching the season a little bit more than I anticipated because yeah, I spent a long time last year thinking about how I still wanted to go fast again and not really that I wanted to enjoy the race, but I just wanted to have that outcome of like a fast time. And then in looking at Swiss man, it's been like, okay, this actually looks like um, the process of racing. This is going to be fun in itself. So that's kind of um, almost shifted me back to like, 
a mindset I had 15 years ago about racing where I was excited about being in the race. Whereas, you know, it kind of shifted to like, Hey, what's it going to be out? What is the outcome of this race? Like there's been some races in the past few years where I've gone to just to get a paycheck. So like just for the outcome, not for the process of, you know, racing in Milwaukee. Like it was like, Hey, what is the outcome going to be? So, so a couple um, I want to, I want to really highlight as you're talking and that I'm hearing while you're talking that I think are important things for listeners to really zone in on is one thing you keep saying is I want, uh, I want to go fast in an Ironman again. So one thing is with that in your mind, there's a definition to what that means, what fast means. So the word fast, right? Like, and we talked about this, you had an example of an athlete that you had a similar conversation. So it's like, first of all, you'd have to actually define what fast means to you. And then the the part that I felt like was missing for that goal that was different than the other goal and, and really, really key part of when we goal set is the excitement and the passion, right? So it was like that one was that goal is being driven by an outcome that is only specific in your mind. And it, it's like, I want to go fast. Well, one, what does fast actually mean to Jesse? What does that actually look like? And if, if you achieve that, and that would drive your training and your decision-making and, and how you um, structured your year and what sessions you would do and what you would be expecting from your body, all of those things. Um, but it didn't, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of passion and excitement for that as much as you're trying to, um, put a definition on what fast means to you. When you talk about the other goal, I'm not saying that, that that's necessarily bad, but that's like, what is, what is that? Like what, and, and it's a, it's an outcome that we're not even really sure what the definition of that outcome is. So that's one thing to look at that goal. And, and and I'm I'm talking about this because this is a process that I'm sure most athletes go through in conversation with coach athletes. The other one you sound very excited and passionate about, and you said really clearly at the end there was it brought me back to what my roots are in this sport, which are feeling really excited about an event. And I know for myself personally, when I set goals, I look at things that one, I feel uh, for me, it needs to feel slightly scary and it needs to feel, in other words, it's going to push me to do things that maybe I don't want to do. Right. So there's that thing that we talked about in the beginning. And it's also um, excites me. I'm, I'm excited. And I think there's a lot of growth and excitement. Right. Because when we're doing things that we haven't done before or we're excited about them, then we're going to do new things. And that's helping us grow and push us as well. And so I think that. And that's what I talked about when I did the six hour TT. I was like, I've been riding a bike forever, but I had never done anything like this before. So, so yeah, I, I think um, you're saying some really important things there in, in what your process is with your goal setting this year. Like those are really, really important takeaways. Cause I think everyone, as they look at the events and things that they want to get out of themselves this year, we having similar conversations. So um, yeah, I think that's a, those are really good points. And I think that like, you know, for some athletes, it's okay to say, Hey, like going fast, like, you know, I can throw a number on it if you want me to, but, but, uh, you know, yeah, let's hear what's thing, the number, right? what's, what's fast to Jesse mean? <laughs> 818. Oh, there you go. Good. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like having that specific outcome, obviously, so there's like a million things that could change that. Like, um, you know, it's raining, it's windy, blah, blah, blah. But but like, you know, so there is that specific outcome goal, which 
you know, can be really motivating for some people. And, and, you know, I totally agree with you. That does not excite me as much, but like checking, checking that box and being like, yeah, I went 818 at 42, that, that outcome um, is something that I want to achieve, even though the process of doing it isn't as exciting for me. And then you, I guess like as a coach athlete or an athlete, you need to decide like, is that enough? Is that enough motivation? Are you going to be able to, get through all the work they need to get through with just that like box checking, you know, as your motivation, some athletes, yes, some athletes, no, some athletes like can't even think about that as like, as a goal. Um, but yeah, I, so I think, I think you're right. And then I think, you know, you can work backwards from that and say, well, what does that look like in order to get there? Um, and, but yeah, I think that's a very different, a way to set a goal than like, Hey, I want to like, you know, the other one is like, say, I want to try and win Swiss man or I want to be able to complete Swiss man as fast as I can. And then what does that look like? And that's very different training, kind of very different mindset. And then the tough thing for, you know, say somebody like me or anybody that's doing multiple races that might be different is then how do you intersect multiple goals throughout a year and, and make a year make sense when you're doing races that are like, you know, totally different on paper like that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, and it's this whole philosophy that we were talking about offline was there's the different, the the old technique versus the new technique and where both of them can marry one another and be a positive thing for different athletes. And so there was another um, talk that I was listening to where it was a football player who was very focused on a specific time that they needed to make on a drill in order to make a, a team and this specific NFL team. And it drove them for two years that they knew they had to make this very, very specific time to make the, make this actual team. And it drove so much of their decision-making process that they started making poor choices for themselves because they were so focused on the outcome that they hurt themselves to a point where they never actually got there and then it changed their life. And then they, there was so much failure associated with the fact that they never actually got there. And it was this very, very negative process for this athlete. And I thought about that as like, okay, well, and they, and they really emphasize that setting a specific outcome goal was an, an extremely negative thing because it drove the decision-making process so, so far away from what maybe they should have been doing them for themselves each day to actually get there. And then they never got there. And then it basically really hurt their life in the long term. And so, and he worded it in a way that had he just focused on, you know, what he needed to do each day in his habits and his routine that, and, and just focused on getting a little bit better every single day that he might've actually gotten there, not gotten injured and achieved the time and maybe made the NFL. So it was like this, you know, which one is, is right, right? Is it right to say, do we put the specific goal, the smart technique, that very specific 818 goal, a very specific time, and then everything is takes shape around that to drive the decisions that you're making and what happens if you don't get there. So I think those that can work for some athletes and and it and it can be extremely motivating for an athlete and it's you know important then I think to have the conversation of what if what if it doesn't happen? What if we don't get there? And for some athletes that's okay. It's like it doesn't matter the process of of going through what it takes to go that fast 
you'll learn a lot and you have the um, ability to make decisions that are smart for your health and all of these things as you're, as you're working towards that. And um, for some athletes, no, like this other athlete that I'm talking about in another sport, that wasn't the choice for them. They needed to maybe have their, their um, goals not revolve around something so specific and needed to be just each day I need to wake up and do the right thing for my body to get a little faster, get a little faster, get a little faster. And then I'll go to that trial and I'll make the time. And so I don't know if that makes sense as far as uh, the two, you know, and it's just a conversation, which one's better for what types of athletes. And I don't think because there's this like one is better than the other. I don't think one is better than the other. I think it is like you said, really key. What is best for each person to get them? Because we're, we're asking for growth. The reason we do goal setting and the reason most of us do this is we're looking for growth. We want to challenge ourselves. We want to be better. We want to have fun. We want to grow as a human being and people thrive in growth. So what does that growth look like to you? How do we get there? Is it in goal setting? Is it specific goal setting? Isn't it more in the details of the routine? And I think it, it is, it's like, let's not say one's better than the other. It's like, which one's going to work for you? Because ultimately what we want is growth. And I, I do think it's about how you package that, maybe that same goal for different athletes, right? It's like he had this drill that he was trying to master whatever. And, and so Maybe if someone had sat down with him and said, hey, like the best way to get there is to work on where you're at right now and try and make these incremental improvements over time. And this is how we're going to make those improvements. And then we'll keep checking this goal every whatever, four months and, and see how you're doing by going through this process. And, and so, you know, maybe it is really about how that goal is supported with, you know, process goals with underlying goals like around that that makes it so you can have a specific outcome goal um, because yeah, outcome goals are really tricky, especially in an event that's, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours. It's like, well, a lot could happen there. That's going to derail something as specific as a goal that is down to an exact minute that I might have in my head. Right. So, so it's like, yeah, there, there's a lot going on there, but if I say I stick with the 818 goal and I can look back at my year and say, Hey, like, I hit all the sessions I was trying to do throughout the year and I went 821. Well, okay. Like I did what I needed to do and I checked all the boxes that I needed to check and no, the outcome isn't exactly what I wanted. But if I have enough call them process goals in place where I can say, I am really happy with what I did to get there to get that 821, then there's not as much weight on that outcome goal. And I think that, you know, it sounds like this, this person didn't have that kind of like, support around his goal and just just one goal floating out there can it, yeah it's going to be tough to say to try and do the right things to to get that one really specific goal uh we were also talking offline about an athlete i had where we had a very non-specific goal it was like you know he wanted to run better and you know i get you know i'm sure you have a lot of those conversations where someone comes to you with a goal that's kind of like um a specific goal like run better and then it's like well what does that mean um, and we couldn't pin down like some exact things as far as like time goals or anything. He was just like, yeah, I just want to like feel better in my race and, you know, maybe run a little bit faster. And then we took a step back and said, Hey, like how, how did you run last year? And then is there anything that you could do differently? And one thing we noticed is that like, if he was going to skip a session, he was going to skip a run session. So we said, Hey, let's try and 
not skip any or skip very few run sessions throughout the year and see if we can find like one thing that we can kind of shore up throughout the year. And then we'll be able to look back on it and say, Hey, did that help? Or, you know, is your running about the same? And we look back on the year and he didn't miss a single run session this year. And, you know, at the end of the year, yes, it turned into a run PR. So we had a great outcome to say, Hey, that was super measurable, but he was also above and beyond that. He just, in his daily run said he felt better and he attributed that to himself not missing a run. So he had that really good, you know, consistency and like the bulk of fitness built up throughout the entire year. And so it turned that kind of wishy-washy goal of run better to a really like kind of key process goal that kept him motivated every time it was time to run and eventually led to the outcome that he really wanted in the end. Yeah, I really love that story. And, it, and, and you know, one of the things that's out there right now, if you look at it, it's uh, uh, SAD goals, which is um, simple action daily goals. So simple action daily goals. And that's exactly what you're talking about right there, right? And it's like, so yeah, his 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 outcome wasn't necessarily a very specific time. It was, I want to run better. But then what you was able to do is say, well, that means you looked at, okay, well, what are your, what are your actions and your habits and it was, okay, well, I always skip this or I wasn't able to do that. And and we all have that, right? It's like, well, I want this outcome, but yet every single time I'm trying to do, I'm I, my coach asked me to do this hard thing that is in line with the goal that I'm after, I skip it or I cut it short or I slightly change it. Well, then you're probably, you're not doing those simple, you know, that's that simple action daily in line with what you want your growth and your progression to be. And so I think, you know, that story in itself is a really, really important thing. If you say, yeah, if you have this picture of what you want to be like and what you want your growth and your improvements to be like, then you need to check in with that all of the time. And so that's something that I've put forward even to to my team specifically, like, hey, what are those, what are those simple that that simple actions that you're going to do every single day that are in line with the growth that you want at the end of the year. And then that is going to equate into maybe it will be a very specific target like, oh, boom, I ran faster. Yeah. And <laughs> went 47 for a 10K and now I'm going 42 just because I didn't I didn't skip a, a run session all year. And that's where I was falling short. I, I kept skipping or modifying or changing or altering or pushing back or moving it to another day. I mean, those are all habits that people get into and then they wonder why they don't achieve their goals. And so, you know, these are really things to take a good hard look at yourself at this point in the year. You know, it's really early in the year and this is the point where we're evaluating all that stuff and those really hard, you know, conversations with yourself and with your coach are, are important ones. It's like, where am I falling short? And, and, and you had that, right. You said, well, you kept missing a run session. Don't miss any more run sessions. Let's see what that does. <laughs> you know, it sounds so simple, but it's real, right? Like that's really, really what it, what it boils down to. It's like, oh, every single time I got to do these three minute intervals as hard as I can go. I, I, they're really uncomfortable for me. I don't like them. And so I go just a little easier or I modify it or I change it or I, you know, then, then yeah, you're probably not going to get any better at that. I feel like when you say it like that, it really, really paints me like a coaching genius. <laughs> just don't skip the run sessions. Just, just don't skip the run sessions, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love the, you know, the that talking about those kind of actionable daily goals. I think they need a different acronym. That's uh, a, <laughs> but, um, right? but yeah, I, I do think that's really what it boils down to, right? It's like, hey, what are you doing every single day? Like, not what are you going to do six months from now, or where are you going to be? It's like, hey. 
every single day, what are you going to do and how is that going to accumulate towards the goals you want to achieve? Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess I we haven't talked about your goals yet. And I'm curious about your goals and kind of your goal changing process that may have happened in the last month. Um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so for me, uh, you know, I talked I've talked a little bit earlier about how goals that I set have to be cuz I'm always looking same thing. You know, people people thrive in growth. And so for me, when you've been doing a sport a long time like we have, you start to look at okay, well where is that growth going to happen? And often for me, where that falls is things that they have to, they kind of scare me a little bit. In other words, maybe I don't quite believe that I'm, it's possible for me to do that. Or, you know, maybe it's something completely new territory that I'm like, whoa, that, that looks, that looks a little bit scary to me. And I think in those moments is where I'm going to find the most growth out of myself or in just curiosity as well, right? Like I want to learn something new for me, growth and learning are really important things in my life. And um, so I look for those things in any goal that I set. And so, you know, prior to my accident, the one thing that I had said to myself was, oh, there's a, you know, there's a couple events here early in the year, bike racing events, and they're not, you know, World Cup type level, but they've got pretty good competition early season that come into them. And I still have a, a, a one, two road racing license. I thought I'm going to get myself in good enough shape to be in the one, two field at those races and just what, what will that require every single day for me to do in order to be in that field? Not necessarily, you know, there's no, for me, there was no specific outcome. Like I want to, I want to win, or I want to be, I want to, you know, do this, win the time trial, or I, you know, want to be in the break on the road race or something. It was just, Hey, I want to be fit enough that I can see if I can be in these races in the one, two field. And then my daily actions would take shape based on that, knowing like, hey, that's a that's a pretty tall order for same thing, you know, um, a master's athlete who hasn't raced, you know, that level in a long time. However, in the last year, I've been able to do okay at at similar level races. It's like, okay, let's see how it stack up against a whole field like that, and just just be in in the race. And so, um, and that scared me a little bit. It's like crap. A lot of these girls are half, I'm old enough to be their mom, you know? Um, <laughs> and so let, let's see what I can do and how hard I can push myself. And then that would push me to do the things that I don't like to do, like the hard three, three minute VO2 intervals. And in, in those moments, I discover a lot about myself. Oftentimes I'll, if it's not going well, or when I'm hurting that much, I get like really pissed off and I have to like, I do like, that's my first reaction. I always ask people, what's your first reaction when I'm doing things that are really, really hard for me. And I'm really being pushed to my max. Usually I get my first in instinct is I get pretty pissed. And so, um, so then I have to learn to work through that emotion and push myself through those boundaries. So there's all of these things that are encompassed in that. Right. And then, okay, I have this crash and you, you imagine, right. Poof, well, that just went up in smoke because I just spent, you know, the last month between a hospital bed or and, and having a serious injury and those races are coming up really fast. So I'm not going to have that level of fitness to be able to do that. So it's like, okay, well now the goals need to, that, that goal doesn't go away. It just gets shifted a little bit further down the track. So it's like, okay, well, let's focus on what I can do daily to heal better from this because I still have that stuff in mind, 
you don't just completely let it go away. So right now it's like heal the best that you can do what you need to, to bring yourself in my mind still, I'm, I, you know, can you, can you push yourself to that level of fitness? And so I need to make decisions on a daily basis that are going to allow me to, and set myself up to be able to get in that place once I'm fully healed and recover. And then if that means that those races end up coming up quickly and I'm able to do that, great, but they're coming up quickly. So maybe not, that's okay. Those events, those specific targets might just get shifted down the road to a different one in May, right? Or April or May. So the the actual idea of what I want to accomplish out of myself for the next you know, block of time is still there. It's just, and the decision-making, the daily actions are still the same in that, okay, I might not be able to do the three minute hard intervals right now, but what I am able to do is, okay, I need to make sure that my lung fully recovers and that I'm able to have regain full capacity of the breath of my lungs so that then when it's time to start doing harder riding, that that's really healed. And it's healed to the capacity that I know that I want to be able to perform at come down the road. So so that's sort of, you know, I don't know if that's um, what you, the answer that you're looking for, but that is, you know, I have an idea in mind of things that I want to do, and then that will affect, even though there's this setback within it, it's really, it's a setback that is like, it doesn't change the shape and the mindset of what I'm going to try and achieve in this block of time. And so it just, it just shifted it a little bit, but it's still the just daily decision-making process is still the same. It's just right now it's on making sure my lung can gain full capacity. And before that, it was like, I need to hit this five minute interval. Well, the five minute interval is going to happen again. It's just maybe a little bit further down the road right now. The decision making is still, well, I do want to get to that level. So I've got to make sure my lung heals properly. Yeah, I know. I think, I think that's awesome. Like the kind of the, the ability to kind of have a, a moving target is something that I feel like a lot of triathletes lack where they say, oh, well, my race is in October. And so this is when I need to be fit. And there's no, like, I need to be able to just like magically hit these targets along the way, no matter how my body is reacting, because this timeline is set in stone. When in reality, most triathletes are also going to do another Ironman six months after that, and another one four months after that, and another one. And so like, you know, maybe taking... Uh, a more fluid approach to say, Hey, at some point in time, I want to be fit enough to do X, Y, and Z. And sure. It'd be great if it was October, but if I can show growth towards that goal, then I have another race coming up and kind of like, yeah, being able to look at it in a, in a five year, 10 year and, and say like, I want to be moving towards this goal and I want to be able to see that I'm getting closer, but maybe not that kind of like fixed Point. And I think that's, you know, so some of the things you're talking about earlier is like, hey, maybe that specificity is, is challenging. And I think yours is a great example of like, yeah, at some point you still want to be, be in the mix in these fields. And I, and I think that, you know, you're saying that is also an ambiguous goal, but I think you could probably put numbers on that or, or at least a feeling on that and could make it pretty measurable if you needed to. And I think you also probably could, yeah, have some workouts in mind where you're like, hey, if I can do this, then I can do that. So you could make it pretty specific if you wanted to, as far as like the processes you need to hit. But, but again, it's not going to change what you're doing day to day, right? It's like, how can I be the best at some point? Like your daily actions are going to be the same. And, and yeah, it's like, I can't say, Hey, I want to do 
an Ironman in two months and all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm going to start doing five hour rides, even though I've only been doing one hour rides and just magically get like Ironman fit because I want to. And, and so, yeah, I think having that fluidity with your timeline is, is something that, that athletes really struggle with in our sport. I think because of the race dates, but, but I do think being able to see, to look at growth and an improvement maybe over a specific time could be really, really healthy for a lot of triathletes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Right. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, the whole with goal setting, I just think, you know, the most important thing is, is being able to reflect on where you're at, have a good, clear picture of, Hey, this is where I'm at. And then figuring out, you know, what it is that where where do you want to go like what it is that that you that you're trying to do right and and i think those are i know that sounds really really simple but sometimes most times not sometimes most times simple is best right it's like mm-hmm. just you know we can we can make it comp- more and more complicated but it doesn't really need to be it's like okay where am i at today and if you you know i have athletes that if they fail and i think we're a little like this is type A people, if you fail in that moment, whether it's that daily action or in, in your, you know, it gets pushed to push back or something like that, that they really beat themselves up. And it's like, no, I mean, you just, you just then, you know, in the next hour, do, do the next best thing towards what it is that you want to do. So like, some might be like, oh, you know, I really, in my daily actions, I want to um, eat healthier. Well, what does that look like? I need to cut, start cutting out some of these baking treats and all the things that I've been eating all of the holidays. And so I need to start putting my nutrition in line with the performance and how I want to feel. And it's like, okay, well, I still had, a, you know, I still had these chocolates that were laying around and they start beating themselves up over it. And it's like, no, like, don't worry about it. Like, and then in the next hour, you can figure out something better to do with, with what you eat and, and you just let it go. And, and is your next action in line with the goals and the, and the growth that you want and, you know, keeping it really simple like that. And even if it is from, you know, day to day and, you know, even break it up and what did I do this morning and then the afternoon and what were your evening choices? And it's like, you know, those, those kinds of things add up over time. And if you keep it simple like that, then you're going to, you're going to check them off and achieve them and do that day in and day out and week and after week. And like, we've always really emphasized this consistency over a long period of time of these little things. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're where you want to be. And maybe that goal that you set out and you put, you know, put on a piece of paper and stuck it to the wall, it's all of a sudden it's there, or or maybe even you're way past it. You look at it and go, Oh, I achieved that like three months ago. I'm going to raise the bar a little bit. Yeah, I think one of the important things you said there and kind of also mentioned previously is like your your starting point, right? Is you you can't change where you are like right now, uh, you know, about like changing what you did in the past, right? So you have to kind of start where you're at and then figure out the way to progress forward. And I think that's, you know, also a thing with outcome goals that can be tricky. It's like, well, I've got this big goal, so I need to be 10 steps down the road. And you're where you're at right now. So you got to kind of meet yourself there and then work on, you know, the things you can do, like, keeping your lung inflated for the time being. And then, yeah, work on, work on your, your sprint finishing kick so you can know, and you're breaking the tape, tape dance later on. Um, <laughs> right. uh, awesome stuff. Yeah. You know, I think um, it's a really great conversation. I think we could talk about this stuff for hours. I think that there's a lot of information out there at this time of year, and it's good to, 
you know, take a look at all of it and then figure out what works best for you. And, um, you know, like anything, as long as you know what you want and then start to have some kind of a, uh, a plan, then, you know, that's, that's a good starting point. And, um, so yeah, you know, I think literally you could, you can read a lot, you can talk a lot about it. You can, you know, you can listen to a million podcasts, you can, you know, get a, a 20 books at the start of the year, all these things you're going to do. But I think at the end of the day, just have it, have an idea what you want to do and get, get to work, you know, take some action. And I think, uh, like I said, at the beginning, once you just start and, and get that momentum going and take some action, then everything else will fall into place. I like it. Yeah. And if, if people have, you know, questions about how to get started or want to kind of have a goal setting session, feel free to reach out to Marilyn and I, and, and we would love to, you know, help you set your goals for this coming year. Thanks awesome. for your time, Marilyn. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Great conversation.